Marketing has become complex, so business owners either put it at the bottom of their to-do list or they don't do it at all. But how can a business expect to grow without marketing? Yet if you think about it, marketing in its simplest form is storytelling, and selling in its simplest form is telling that story to others. So if you feel like you've been committing random acts of marketing or you don't know what your story is, this is the podcast for you with your host, Lisa Rabel, founder, speaker, author, and chief storyteller at Rebel Girl Marketing. Let the rebellion begin. Welcome back to the Rebel Girl's Guide to Marketing podcast. I am your host, Lisa Rabel, the founder, speaker, author, and chief storyteller at Rebel Girl Marketing. This month, we're talking about chapter five of the book, The Rebel Girl's Guide to Marketing. It's called Stop Committing Random Acts of Marketing. And if anything, my guest today and I talk about is the consistency of our clients and prospects committing random acts of marketing. So please don't take offense to that, because if it's that's you, you're like every other business owner out there, but that's why you're here. You're here to learn how to stop committing random acts of marketing. So I'm very happy and very pleased to introduce my guest this month, Erin Marcus. She is- We're in trouble she, already. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She, she is the, the, we have so much fun talking because she is not only a marketing genius, she is just a badass and just tells it like it is. And that's why we get along so famously is because a lot of our conversations involve language I probably don't want to say here on the podcast. But anyway, uh, so welcome, Erin, to the podcast. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your company, and why marketing is so important to you? Awesome. Well, first, thank you so much for having me here. Um, always so much fun. So let's dive into it. So what do you say? A little bit about me, myself, my company, why I love marketing. So Aaron Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and we create business and branding strategies that build multiple six and seven figure businesses, right? That is what we do. Um, why do I love marketing? So I'll put it to you this way. To me, marketing creates aha moments for people. Marketing is where you share your story as a business of how life could possibly be different for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And marketing done well changes what other people think is possible. I love that. I love that so much because what I tell my customers is if you do marketing well, the sales process is not only faster, it's easier for you. It's yeah, like if you do your marketing well, sales becomes confirmation conversations, not consideration conversations. Yep, absolutely. I might actually steal that from you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Stop Committing Random Acts of Marketing book is all about helping small businesses build a foundation. And so this Aaron and I talk about strategy all the time. We love it. Absolutely love it. We have different target audiences, um, different geographical reaches. But at the same time, what we love about strategy is the fact that it's foundational. If you don't start with strategy, all the other stuff you build on top of it's just going to like tumble down. You're building, you know, you're trying to build a, a foundation built on sand instead of rock. Sorry totally. to go biblical on you, but <laughs> it's one of those things where 
you it's you can it might be great content, but if you're not talking to the right people at the right time in the right location, it's it's pointless. I, I talk about it strategy as like a three-legged stool, right? It's the talking to the right people at the right time and location and saying the right thing. Because any one of those three things that are missing, you're just gonna topple right over. So Ooh, let's, let's what talk about talking. Talk about talking, right? And what you're what you're so on point with is nowhere in there did you say that the three-legged stool included a webinar funnel? Nowhere in there did you say that the three-legged stool had to be speaking, right? Like those are tactics. Right. And the mistake I watch people do over and over and over again is picking tactics instead of strategy. Now, why does this happen? Because they haven't done the work before they're out there going to work, right? They haven't done the hard part of iterating what you're saying and who you're saying it to. Yep. Because if you're screaming the wrong message from the wrong roof, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. when it comes down to what do you talk about? And this is hard. Like, the way that I describe a lot of what I teach people and what I try to do for myself is how do I put the bumpers in my gutters so that I don't fall off the cliff on either side, right? And when you talk about what do I talk about, it's this mixture of talking about yourself. And I put that in quotes for the people who aren't seeing me. Right? Oh my God. I do air quotes all the time. I'm like, oh, this is a podcast. They can't, podcast. They can't see, me. can't see me. So I'll be like, Air quote. <laughs> Air quote, right. right. So you have to talk about yourself and your solution, but truthfully, your business isn't about you. So yep. if all you're doing is talking about yourself and your solution, you're missing the point. So the bumpers in your gutters are that outcome-based language, outcome-based language, outcome-based language, all outcomes. But on the flip side of that, the authenticity and the storytelling and the unique experience and the marketing differentiators that are all about effectively you and your business and how do you put those bumpers on either side of your gutter so you can bounce your way forward yeah because if you don't have those I, I always say that's the guardrails yep. on your journey yep on your customer's journey too if you're bumping against the guardrail you're not going in the right direction and if you it's like that that shiny you know purple squirrel that you're always chasing that doesn't get you in the direction that you're in you're going so there's about a hundred different ways we could do an analogy on this but it's all about moving forward well and one of the things that you just said that is so true if you don't have your strategy together if you don't have your messaging and your outcome based messaging if you don't have all that work done you are much likely, much more likely to fall victim to shiny object syndrome or Instatactic or somebody else's marketing when they have themselves more dialed in than you have yourself. Yep. Because you're just looking for an easy button. I was reading this morning and I came across a Jim Rohn quote that I absolutely love. Don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. Ooh, I know horrible. that's horribly, you know, <laughs> that's um, right. And that's where yeah. marketing and what you talk about comes in. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Yep. And I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. It's, you know, according to Forbes magazine, 
poor marketing is one of the four main reasons small businesses fail. Oh, businesses fail. It doesn't even have to be a small business, just poor marketing. And that the, the number one thing in poor marketing is strategy. You could have like cool ads and the right things, but oh my gosh, it's, it's one of How those three fit, things, right? They, How does they, it fit yeah. in? And the other way I describe, you know, using more analogies in your business, you have all these different categories, right? You have team, you have sales, you have marketing, you have product fulfillment, all the different things, right? Legal, financial. And the goal is to move all these things up, right? You want to move them up the ladder. Well, if one of them is lagging behind, it creates a friction and becomes an anchor that doesn't allow your business to move forward. Right. And marketing for people who go into their business to do the thing the business does because they love doing the thing the business does and they're good at the thing the business does. Marketing and truthfully, just as importantly, if we want to do a subcategory of marketing for your chapter here, what you say mm -hmm. is one of those things that I watch holds people back like an anchor. Yeah, chapter five is all about what to say. So um, I base that off the the power of your pitch mm -hmm. training that I do that I'm, you know, everybody, a lot of people have heard, but it's about not talking about yourself. And the whole crux of it is that it might be your story, but it's the customer's journey. And that's what you have to remember. It's the customer's journey that we're talking about, not your story. And it's right. So, it's not about you. And yeah. Here's the thing. You don't even have to make it hard. You don't even have to make it hard. You can, now I know you've, I think you've heard my story, my horrible, my horrible truthful story about how my underwear tried to kill me, right? As I'm oh my driving. God. I just told that story to somebody else the other day. <laughs> as and I'm I driving. still laugh just as hard as when I heard it the first time. <laughs> Brutal. Like you can't make this stuff up. Here's the thing. My underwear tried to kill me while I was in rush hour traffic in Chicago. And we can go in all sorts of details of what that actually looked like. But at the end of the day, the way that I wrap that story up, because let's face it, that's about me, right? That's something that happened to me. But you can't forget when you're telling your stories on the end of your story, tie it together for the audience, make the point, right? That story right. in particular, I use to talk about commitment. How committed are you? Will you get up and do it again the next day, even when your underwear tries to kill you? How many times, right? You have to wrap it up for them. Don't just talk about the crazy ass story, no matter how entertaining and horrible it really was, but wrap it up so people connect the dots. That's the other thing about like what to say. Do not assume anyone ever knows what you're talking about. Like you can't make the mistake of over-communicating. Connect the dots for them. Connect the dots for them. Connect the dots for them. Right. And it's really important to know who you're talking about, right? Because one of those, the, the three pieces of that stool, that, that leg is knowing who your audience is. And so a couple of chapters ago, we talked about, or actually last chapter, we talked about ideal client versus target audience. Right. So go back and listen to a couple of those podcasts where we talk about the difference. So you know who you're talking to well, and then and we're going to get to where they are as well. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't say the right thing, it doesn't matter if you're in the right place, the right time at the right audience. If you say something that doesn't resonate with them, it's still pointless. Well, and that goes back to doing the work before you go to work, because yeah. the only thing people hate more than writing out all their content ideas is your previous chapter of figuring who their ideal client is, right? It's probably the only thing they hate more. But if you want to know how to make it really easy to figure out what to say, figure out who you're saying it to. Yep. 
And the exactly. good news is like, here's the thing, you, you know, give yourself a little break here. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person and you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. So if you don't know who you're talking to, none of it's going to matter. Well, and I think that's what, when I talk to business owners, I say, what is the thing you struggle with marketing the most? It's like, I don't know what to say. Like literally that, uh, I would say 50% of the time Easily. it's, I don't know what to say. And the other 50% is I don't know who my target audience is. Yep. And so that's, I mean, those are foundational, which is why Aaron and I constantly stress build the strategy before you build the campaigns. And so, I mean, it's like, and in the book, I talk about how it's like, if you're in Ohio and you want to go to the Grand Canyon, you don't start driving East. You're going to get there eventually, right. but it's going to cost you a lot more time and a whole lot more money. And there's going to be no more than a car required. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's that, it's that concept of, I know you know, might know your, what your destination is, but figure out the strategy on how to get there. And you're going to hit roadblocks. And we're really on the road bumper guys roadmap <laughs> kind of thing today. But I, it, it's a great way of talking about it. It's like every once in a while, you're going to hit a detour, but that's okay. It's no big just deal. Find I, another way around it. Just, well, get, then, I mean, you, I, I don't I hate, I hate to say this, but get over it and do the work. Like you said, before you do the work, get over it and just figure it out. So two things on that. Number one, the other thing I read actually this morning, it, it was a busy morning, yeah. is this idea that as I go completely blank, it's this idea that you can't look at this as something to fix. That was a really big thing for me. Marketing never stops changing because the market doesn't stop changing. And so if you're of the mindset that you just have to come up with the perfect thing to say, and then you'll be done. <laughs> You're, you're right. You're setting yourself up for failure because you have to have this thought process that what's the current iteration, what's the current effective iteration, what's the current effective iteration. And that actually made me feel really good because it stopped me from thinking I was doing something wrong. When I stopped thinking about something as whether it's fixed or broken and only having that all or nothing option. Right. And I start thinking about this as an iterative process that will grow as I grow and changes the market changes. On the one hand, you're going to be like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is never going to end. But on the other hand, you start to just make it part of owning a business. And I know what I was going to tell you. The, the cool thing that I read this morning about all of this is this type of work is the price you pay for making a lot of money. I yeah. love that. Like if it were easy, everyone would be a millionaire. Very true. If you, you know, I, the one thing that you and I get along about so well is I don't tell people there's an easy button. I'm not going to lie to you and say, just do this one thing and everything, you know, that's just not how this works. There's work to do, but that's what we signed up for. The price we pay for making a lot of money is learning how to do a good job at this. Right. What's so wrong with that? Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting because I, we all have our, our own ideal client and my, one of the things that when a prospect says to me is like, I, I don't, I don't care what you say, just do it. They're not my ideal client. My ideal client is a person who wants to put in the work and put in the time help me understand 
help me build that and then do it themselves because nobody can tell your story as well as you do. And I think that's where people miss the, miss the marketing point. So like I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to start a movement that marketing is a mindset. It's not a task. It's not a line item. It's a mindset. If you're constantly mm-hmm. in the mindset that everything that you do in a day is marketing. And I challenge you, I challenge you audience. Think about this. Everything that you do in a day, pick anything that you do in a day. And I can tell you how it relates back to marketing. Like invoicing is one of the biggest marketing opportunities you have. Oh my God. Continuing, continuing business, upselling, cross-selling. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how an invoice can really increase your revenue. And to give you statistics about that, um, according to both American Marketing Association, Forbes and Harvard Business Review, these are where these stats come from, is that um, an existing client will spend 67% more than a new customer. It is 60 to 80% easier to close a new customer than five to 20% to try, I mean, an, old, an existing customer, it's only five to 20% likely that you're going to close a new customer. And if you increase only by 5%, if you take, if you upsell and cross-sell existing customers by only 5%, the profitability at minimum is going to be 25% higher because you're not spending the time and the money and the resources trying to get somebody in the door. Right. So I mean, what you I say to them, okay, I'm, I'm going off on topic, but, it, <laughs> but the point is, so is that about this, if, right? if, if, if they already know, like, and trust you, you just have to tell them something else that you can do to help solve their problems and tell that story. And then all of a sudden, bam, you've got more revenue without yeah, having to go strategy, out and find new people. That's yes. strategy yes. instead of buying a funnel off of the internet and a script for, oh God, here, my new least favorite thing in the world, a LinkedIn bot. <laughs> Please stop. If it me. doesn't sound like you, your content is right. Not, and it, it's, it's not, pointless. and this is also. Thank you for repeating this because I'm going to do all of the social media managers out there a really big service right now. The reason they can't do their jobs is not because they're bad at their jobs. It's because you haven't done your work before you hired them. How in the world are they supposed to get your voice and message down if you don't know what it is? Oh my God. Say that again. That is so powerful. Say, right, no, like, seriously, say that again. People spend all this money on social media management and then get mad at those people for not filling, you know, providing leads and the return on their investment. Except what you're doing is you're expecting an agency to know more about your ideal client, your message, your story, your outcomes than you do. Because what do we do? We get, we write them a check. Yes, that's how old I am. We send them a Venmo. (laughs) We send them Zelle, PayPal, whatever it is now. And then we walk away and then we get mad at them for not building our business for us. For not creating the engagement or the likes or the conversions and all that stuff. No, they don't. They don't stand a chance if you don't, like we said, if you don't do the work before you go to work and fill out your ideal client avatar, fill out your outcome-based language, fill out your stories about them, not you, nobody buys your process, nobody buys your features of your program. I will tell you that my highest paying clients who pay in full for our highest producing programs don't care or ask me the details of the process. 
maybe like further down the way process, down. yeah way once we're down. implementing it like yeah. how do you want to do this how do you want to do yeah. that they don't yeah, way care down. how I help them they just know they want the outcome which mm-hmm. means if I'm trying to sell my process high level people are not going to be interested in it they want to know what 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 can you do for me what is it how yes. what it's not the it's not your credentials I love people it's so funny when I go networking and they're like, well, I have a master's and blah, blah. Nobody gives, sorry. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares how long you've been in business. Nobody cares. All those things. And the, the first thing that they care about is what problems do you solve? And yeah. here's the thing. This is where I get old school is that when people, they go to networking, they like, I don't like going to networking because again, I don't know what to say. And so what happens is I tell people, stop trying to sell to the person in front of you. Stop it. Right. That's why you don't know what to say because you're trying to jump 17 steps in the client journey and walk up to a stranger who has a drink in their hand and turn them into a $15,000 client. You're asking people to marry you before you've bought them a drink, right? Like you're jumping the process. Anytime, you know, going back to that feeling, if you have a clenchy feeling, you're doing it wrong right? You're doing it wrong. If you're right, that's a great indication that you're not playing fair, that you're playing bait and switch, right? There's people who walk into the networking events and can't wait to sell you something. It's not a prospecting event. It's a networking event. Does that mean like they're not going to be your client? No, that's not what that means, but you have no idea. Well, and the thing is, again, to stop selling the person in front of you, because you're not, you're, you're telling them how you solve problems because they may not be your ideal client, but this is where I, I date myself, but the Rolodex in their head, yes. okay, the CRM <laughs> in their head is what you're actually trying to inform. And if they become a client, I would say if they become a client bonus, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to tap into their network of how you solve problems. And you want them to say, I just had coffee of the day with my friend so-and-so and he's looking for somebody to do this. And it sounds like you can solve that problem. You're not trying to sell to the person from you. You're trying to tap into their Rolodex in their head and how they can introduce you to somebody else. And if and you do that, it takes the pressure off and you stop sounding like a salesperson. And the other, right. And the other thing about what to say is get away from these labels. Get away from labels. How do you differ? So for example, you want to make sure a room full of people don't talk to me. I tell them I'm a business coach. You want to make sure <laughs> like the, the wait staff in the room also doesn't talk to me. Tell them I'm a speaker and a podcast host, right? Like nobody wants that. Right. That's not what That's they want. Funny. What's the outcome I provide? So when, pe- when I meet people and I do this at the gym, when I meet people and they ask me what I do, I tell them I help people make more money. Everybody wants to make more money. Right. Well, that, because here's the deal. I have this theory. There's only one reason to communicate. Every single time you're communicating with someone, there's only one reason. It's the same reason every single time. It's to invite somebody to take one more step with you. Yeah. It's not to sell them something from the time you've met them. It's invite them to take one more step with you. How do you invite people to take one more step with you? You're interesting. Be interesting. And it's much more interesting for me to say, I help people make more money than to say, oh, I write books and host a podcast. <laughs> me, 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 right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And for me, it's, I help small businesses stay in business. Yeah. 
because that's my target audience. My target audience is that business who's been in business for two years and they don't know what to do next to stay in business or to grow their business. And so that's what I say. I help small businesses stay in business. Well, how do you do that? Exactly. By creating marketing strategies that work so they can get more clients and sell more and sell more. It's a, so it's like, you have to say oh, those promise. things and oh, it's okay to be funny. This is where oh I think God, people, yes. they want to be, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are soapboxing today, but this is why Aaron and I get along so well. Cause I, okay. This is what I don't want you to do. (laughs) I, what I really want you to do is understand that if you just talk about how you help people and stop telling people how wonderful you are, they're going to start having a conversation with you. It's like, it's like a game of catch. You say something and they say, they ask you a question. If you're just standing there, and this is what I say all the time. If you're just standing there and pontificating about how wonderful you are, you like, you just, you show up and you throw up. Like if you're still talking after like 20 seconds, stop talking, please stop talking. Cause it doesn't give that person, a person has an eight second attention span after 15 seconds. So please, please to help yourself, we're, we're trying to help you. It's the, the, the core of what we're talking about is it's not about you. It's about them. It might be your story, but it's their journey, Right. It's not about processes and procedures of how you do it. It's why you do it or the outcome-based. It's and all I of want, those things. We're, I want to throw please, one more stop on sounding there. Too, wait, okay, hold on. I got one. And stop sounding so professional. Wait, I was going to say my last one and just go have fun. Have fun. Exactly. See, this is why we get along so well. Go have a good time. Like I absolutely refuse to do the bang my head against the wall version of doing business. I refuse to do anything that makes me miserable. And I absolutely refuse to do any things that I suck at, by the way. Like that's all. There's a whole bunch of things that I'm really not good at. That's what the team is for. And or outsource it. Right. Outsource right. Outsource team. Somebody outsource else. It. Yeah. Somebody else. Right. And I totally get it. I totally get it when people, you know, here's the thing, Lisa and I, I could talk to a tree, right? You could walk into a wall and have a good time. I'm the same <laughs> way. This is, I get it. You don't have to be our version of right. this for this to work. You can be your version of it. And I understand where imposter syndrome stops you. And I understand. So start small. Go make three friends. Go do the work. This is the other thing. You know, remember when we were all in school and college and they would have us do presentations and give speeches, right? And even yep. now, it's a paid speaker. When do we get nervous? We get nervous when we're not prepared. We only get nervous when we're not prepared. Don't practice on your prospects. No. Do the work before you go to work. Write down a couple of phrases that you can use practice saying them so they roll off your tongue so you sound confident when you're saying them and go make three friends and practice your new outcome and do one that's funny like the one that I always tell people is I'm the nanny McPhee of marketing I help my clients until they need me and then I'm gone until Disney catches up with me and tells me to stop saying that so what happens is that it's the people go that's funny either they go that's funny or they go who's nanny McPhee which still starts a conversation it still starts the conversation, right? And I always say your marketing is ugly, not me, but that's a whole nother conversation too. Um, (laughs) That's okay. My branding lead did a post the other week saying your website sucks and I'm rolling my eyes at the same time. She's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, but have fun with it. Yeah. And, and practice it on the people that, that are honest with you. 
because if you say it to your mom, like I was just listening to the, the mom, what's it? The mom test. It's a book about like, if your pitch is your mom's going to say yes, then you're not asking the right questions. You're not asking hard enough questions because your mom will never want to hurt your feelings. And so I love my mom, but my mom does not understand. (laughs) So ask me who's going to be honest with you. Confused about what I do for a living. Ask my mother what I do for a living. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I think my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so it's, it's, so the, the core of the chapter is called quit sounding like everybody else. Mm-hmm. If we didn't get into differentiators and stuff, the core of this is that you. if you sound like a subject matter expert, stop it. If you show up and throw up, stop it. If, <laughs> if you are the person who says you give them your title and then you stop talking, stop it. <laughs> Don't, those are all the glamour don'ts of like, as when you're creating content or you're networking or doing any kind of marketing, content is about engaging with people. And if you're saying something that gets them to go, oh, that's nice. What am I, who, who else can I talk to? It's a, <laughs> it's a conversation. Networking is a conversation and, and marketing is a conversation. You want that person to go, that's interesting. I want to learn more. It's not about like, oh, I know everything that you do. So I don't need to contact you. There's, there's a whole, that's a whole nother chapter in the whole, like how to like move all the things that you have, once you establish your strategy, how to use it in the real world and where to use it in the real world. But at the same time, I, what Aaron and I are trying to tell you, dear listeners, <laughs> is that if what you say is making you nauseous and <laughs> clench. If you're rolling your own eyes, right? (laughs) If you're rolling your eyes at your own content and, and I, the reason people do this is they don't do the work. Yeah. They don't prep. They don't prepare. They just go to the event and think they're going to wing it. I'm great at winging it. Well, maybe you are, maybe you're not, but outlines are very helpful. Right. Right. Well, and to the, the whole point of practicing, I, what I do in my the, the power of your the power of your pitch training, as I said, practice it. So when somebody asks you that question, you don't even have to think about it. You just say it because you don't want to be going. Hold on, I wrote this down. I went to this class and this 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 weird woman told me how to do this. This what, crazy lady I told think, me outcome based um, language. Wait, what yeah, is it? Hold on. Uh, I listened to this podcast. Well, because here's a horrible truth: you could be the best photographer in the world, but if the way you talk about your business doesn't sound confident, people are going to think you suck at what you do. Yes. Not fair, but it is true. If you don't sound confident when you talk about your business, no one is going to believe you can actually do the thing. Yeah. In reality, those really don't have anything to do with each other. Nope. But it is true because the other person's mind is going to go, wait a minute, there's a disconnect here. Something's wrong. Yeah. And if you're not, and people don't want to work with people who are stodgy and you know, not fun people to work with or personable and all those other things too. So it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to have some fun. I mean, don't, you know, don't F-bomb in your first sentence, probably not the best idea. Don't but swear like if people stages, right? Yeah. But the other thing is it also may, you know, we talk about all this marketing and everything we've talked about is them, 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 them. But here's the thing. Good marketing also makes your life easier because you won't have to waste a ton of time with people who aren't your people. Like you see how direct I am. You see with like, you see with Lisa and I both, 
it's all out there. It's very direct. It's all personal responsibility. It's all about doing the work. If you're, you know, the warm, the fuzzy warm people who need handholding and the victimy people who blame everybody else for every problem they have, those people don't call me. I should have seen the look on her face. (laughs) She's like, no, right. They just don't, they don't. And it's not that, you know, okay. The warm, fuzzy people who need handholding, those are also already very nice people. The victimy people, I can get all judgy on that side, but I'm not for them. I'm going to scare the crap out of the first group. And the second group of people, they're just not going to like anything that I have to say because I'm all about personal responsibility. So yeah. my life is so much easier. I just said this to somebody who was complaining. Oh, my boyfriend had this weird thing at work where all of a sudden they had a problem on their team and they, he works with great people. It's been so long since I've worked with someone I don't like, whether it's a client or a networking partner or a team member, because I'm so clear on who it is that I connect with, that those people just aren't in my world. Yeah. They don't, they don't approach me at all. No. Yeah, it's it's so funny because, and here's the great thing about this. If you're just starting on a business, if or if you've been in business for a little while and you still don't know what that is, I mean, we've been kind of going off on <laughs> like what hey, not you to do. invited me here. You knew what you were in for. <laughs> we knew but, this was gonna happen. But see, that's the whole point of the podcast. It's like people just need to hear the truth and they want to hear it from do this. If you don't know where to start, start with this. Pretend like you're in front of a 12th grade class career day. And if you wanted to, to explain to them the problems that you solve, start there. Start with the problems you solve and then start with why this is so important to you. And then if you have a chance, get into processes. Build it like that. Build your build your content strategy like that. And from there, you can, you're going to find different themes that are going to go like, okay, this is what I want to say. You know, because what people say, like you said, I make people more money. I help small business and I help and I help small businesses stay in business. They're both things that people want. And if it's not the person you're talking to in front of you, they know somebody who wants what you have. And again, you're it's the Rolodex in the head that you're actually talking well, to. And also so, okay. The, the best we way could talk to get, for like another hour. I'll give you one more. I'll give go. you one. You the go. best way to get all of your content is go talk to more people. Yes. And okay, this is a funny thing. And I've done this is that if you're saying something and you in your head, you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, stop talking, right? Have you done this, Erin? Have you ever oh done God, I'm a, I'm a high D on the disc. Of course I've done that. <laughs> I've watched it happen and couldn't stop it. <laughs> so what I actually have done is I stopped talking. I go, that was terrible. I am working on my new pitch. I am working on like what I'm trying to say to people. I so I, and I say, can I start again? And they're like, yes, please. Or like, we'll laugh about it. Or they'll be like, Yes, I've done that myself. And you, I instantly make a connection with somebody. And, that and if that person hurts. is like judgy and like whatever, then go find like somebody me. else to talk to. <laughs> go find somebody else to talk to. So it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be human. It's okay to say, yeah, that really sucked. And I really just want to start over because everybody's been there. And oh. if they haven't, if they say that I've never been there, they're lying. They're lying. <laughs> go talk to somebody else. They're lying. Okay, I'm going to wrap up here. So Aaron, thank Marcus. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on um, the podcast and the link to her website and everything will be in the um, details section below the podcast. So please go check her out. She's freaking amazing. <laughs> and next time we're going to be talking about the 
we've, we've talked about what to say, what not to say, but let's talk about the strategy, like the process. We're going to get into process next time, which I normally don't do, but like what to do to actually create that great power pitch. Mm. So thank you very much for joining me um, on the Rebel Girls Guide to Marketing podcast. Until next week, have a great week. Cheers. 